0: Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin.
1: Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, stories of inspiring achievements and community contribution. Every week, we will celebrate an award program category winner or finalist. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know that Australia is in good hands. Together with our corporate partners and not-for-profit partners, Awards Australia showcase ordinary people from right across Australia doing extraordinary things. If you enjoy hearing the stories of our inspirational Australians, please subscribe, rate us and review us. We'd really appreciate it. Art of the Mines, based in Torquay, was a finalist in the 2019 Regional Development Victoria Leadership and Innovation Award. Part of the 2019 Regional Achievement Community Awards. Also, Jules was a a 2020 finalist in the Community Hero Award. Jules Haddock is president of Art of the Mines and I'm excited to have Jules as my guest today. Welcome to the podcast, Jules.
0: Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Really terrific to hear the stories of inspirational people like you who see a need and go after it and just make sure it happens. So well done to you. George, you personally have worked in the community sector for over 30 years and you're a Principal Master Mental Health Instructor. You are truly a community hero. In 2015, you established the Anxious Bird can you tell us a bit more about The Anxious Bird and how it came about?
0: Sure. Well, um, The Anxious Bird is uh, a business that I run as a, an educator in mental health, and it all really began, I think, with two major drivers, one being, you know, with, and thank you for that lovely um, sort of accolade about my my past, But but I guess, like anyone, I'm just a human being, and being a mum, you know, my heart really went out to our youngest. She's now 19 and he's on the autistic spectrum. And I was thinking back to how the anxious bird started and believe it or not, I was actually in church and he was on his iPad scribbling away. And next minute he tugged on my coat and said, mum, this is, this is a bird. And I looked down and he'd drawn a bird and he pulled on me again. He said, it's the anxious bird and it was quite amazing that that really you know gave me the the go-ahead then to um, work very closely with his primary and then secondary teachers uh because i i guess back 20 years ago you know um, mental illness as a conversation was sort of quite uh, limited in that sector and from there i had my own art exhibition uh, and the number one driver of The Anxious Bird is I'm a person with a lived experience. And, you know, art was very much my voice in my journey of recovery.
1: Fantastic. So our, our guests or, sorry, our listeners won't be able to see, but there's a piece of artwork behind you. Is that one of yours by
0: Yes, time? it is. That's one of my ladies. She's Fantastic. the swimming pool lady.
1: Swimming pool lady, I can see that. Is what a little abstract. But uh, fantastic,
0: you are quite
1: the community hero in more ways than we even knew. <laughs> Jules, you had a concept of running a festival for National Mental Health Week last year and you formed Art of the Minds, which of course is a not-for-profit voluntary charity that umbrellaed a massive 33 events in the Surfco Coast Shire last year. Can you tell us, How did uh, Art of the Minds come about and, you know, how did you get all those events going so quickly?
0: Well, the inception really began when I had my own uh, exhibition and launched my own book, The Anxious Bird, about my journey of recovery. Uh, And at that exhibition night, I thought, oh, how boring, people walking around with champagne going, ooh, lovely art, lovely art. Uh, So I arranged for all my mad crazy talented friends to appear and every 15 minutes a bell would ring and we'd have a pop-up performer so it might have been a singer somebody reading their poetry Uh, we had a yoga person doing yoga and champagne moves um, which everyone had to get involved in which was quite fun but I really stood back and thought wow this is a great concept for a festival. And I guess that's where we we began, um, and over the years it's just grown and grown and grown.
1: Fantastic. So, when did the um, did you actually get to hold a festival last year with COVID being so rampant?
0: Uh yes, we we absolutely did, and and it really gave us a chance to launch our. Uh, campaign and which is very much comes back to the aim i guess of art of the minds it's we have a campaign called the five c's as in the letter c and we do live by the C, <laughs> uh, which is celebrate creative community conversations and connections in mental health well-being uh, and we have a a sea biscuit which is our mandala or if you like our logo uh, which we are encouraging people every year to download them and put them on their window in the month of October, which is National Mental Health Month when we run, as a way to to really start to put the conversation of mental illness and support out there in the community.
1: Fantastic. So what are some of the other aims of are uh, of the Minds, you know, what delving into some of the events? What specifically uh, is the aim of those events? What are you trying to get out
0: there we're very much about education focus um it comes back to you know one of my slants in my career has always been how can we recover from an illness or support someone recover if we don't know what we're recovering from so if you like you know in our techniques particularly sharing lots of lived experience stories we give people permission to talk about the elephant you know in the room, which is mental illness, because in the past it's been so sort of stigmatised. So we're very much about, if you like, you know, um, from inverted commas, I say this, but as a marketer would say, we've got to sexy up the brand. And that's very much what we do. Um, So we find we have people coming to our events, not always expecting that they're going to hear a story of lived experience, but we weave it in in some way or we talk about mental illness in some way. For example, at a, a, an Italian dinner we had last year, a Mad Hatter's event, we used that platform to talk about mental illness.
1: Fantastic. Sometimes the subtle methods are the best, aren't they, without people feeling they're being preached to uh, about whatever subject it is. So very clever. Tell us about uh, the upcoming 2021 Art of the Mind Festival. I know you've got some good things planned.
0: Oh, we have. Look, we've got a couple of, uh, I I guess, if you like, signature events. Um, Once again, we'll hold the annual art exhibition, which we encourage artists from all regions to be involved in. It's a great platform for people who have mental illness and are artists to express themselves, but also people who may not have experienced a mental illness, but they know art is what keeps them well. So we invite everyone to attend that. We, of course, on the 10th of October, that's World Mental Health Day. So we're gonna have our great launch again. But probably one of the most exciting events for this year is the the Mind Heart Body Ball, which is actually a charity fundraiser for an alcohol and drug service called Foundation 61. And that's going to be held at Mount Duned Winery. So frock up, tuxedo. It's the full, you know, glam night. Uh, and, you know, one of the other events we'll be having is our signature event, which is our songwriting competition. And last year we tripled the entries um, and talent just came from everywhere. So, that, so I guess, you know, that's just four of the signature. And then we have our professional development events, poetry slams, open mics, you know, Mad had a tea party. So definitely a variety of events out there.
1: Sounds like a lot of work as well. How many people are around you helping you put all this together?
0: Well, the com- committee um, is comprised of 10 fantastic, talented people. Uh, but we do have some volunteers in the community that might just volunteer for a specific event because that's their, their love. Um, we have also been absolutely privileged to have guest speakers that volunteer their time for our professional development events like, for example, Janine Bailey, who's an international speaker, ran a a, a workshop for us last year. Chris Mackey, uh, a clinical psychologist, you know, ran a workshop for us. But we also um, think broader, and we, uh, for the last two years, have had interns from Deakin University, which gives them a fantastic opportunity to put something on their CV that help with the communication and marketing. Uh, we have businesses. Uh, one of the the GenU training, um, sponsor one of the major education events and and local businesses also sort of donate. So really it's so many people coming from everywhere and I I sit in the the seat of madness trying to link it all together.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow, there's a lot of work. It sounds brilliant. You've got a lot of obviously very clever and creative people helping you because you've come up with some great ideas, some great people. Supporting you so hats off to you all kudos to you and your team sounds fantastic and I love uh, Some of those creative ways to engage people together to uh, to learn about mental health now Why would summer because you're of course a principal master mental health first aid instructor uh, Why would someone want to become a mental health first aider And, and what is that?
0: Well, it's, it, my title's a bit out there, isn't it? You know, Principal Master. I feel like you should join your hands together and bow when you say master like the old Kung Fu movies. Uh what it is, it's a, it's um, built very similar to uh, mental health first. Well, sorry, general first aid. So it is a um, a course that teaches people to think about um, a model of how can we communicate to support people, uh, and if required, support them through a crisis such as suicidal ideations and plan, panic attacks, traumatic events. Or um, if we're concerned about someone, how do we link them to professional help? Why? Um, The reason being is we know that professional help isn't always there. We know that mental illness is very prevalent. You know, one in five people every year uh, for adults, but for youth, one in four every year experience an episode and only 35% of those people will get any help. So there's a lot of people out in our community and our families that, you know, often don't even, they're not even aware um, they have a mental illness because they'll use language like, I'm really stressed, I'm so burnt out, not, I might be in the early stages of an anxiety disorder that's treatable, you know. So it's really about building our literacy and confidence just as we do with our physical knowledge, you know, we know about COVID signs, symptoms, we wouldn't hesitate to say to a friend who fell over, oh, you might have broken or sprained your wrist. So really, we're playing catch up with our language and mental health first aid does that for people. It increases their confidence in language around mental illness to engage, you know, one another.
1: Yeah, so important. What's the first steps for someone who's feeling that way and sensing that, you know, I guess there's a problem and they feel, as you say, stressed, and that's certainly a common word used, and they know something's not quite right, what what should they do? I mean, how do they go about taking action?
0: Well, I think, you know, one of the first, things to do is to reach out, but often people are, are, are a bit intimidated to reach out. So Google offers some great platforms to self-assess, you know, to think, well, if do I have a problem? The Beyond Blue site obviously is excellent. You know, there's some self-diagnostic uh, sheets there for anxiety or depression or the Black Dog Institute in Sydney has some great go-to resources. Um, but really the general protocol is, you know, find a GP that you really trust. And and for me, that's mean thinking about their gender. Would I rather see male or female? Am I okay to cry in front of that GP? Because I, I think if you are, they're the right GP for you. Uh, and do they work collaboratively with you on, you know, trying to unpack what's going on for you? Um, but GP is really probably your first point of call
1: some of your events run for quite a period of time don't they like you know up to a month how does that work uh, in terms of that full length period are they various sessions components of the of the event
0: yeah, well, last year well, we trialled uh, an over-65 um, series of events that went, I think we ended up having about six workshops that were meant to be face-to-face, but we converted them to Zoom uh, and people would just link in for 45 minutes every Friday with a cuppa and we'd have a different topic and different guest speakers who, you know, we'd... Chat away to most of our events tend to be single events, uh, which uh, might all be related under the same umbrella, but but single events. So, uh, but yep yeah, I think we're getting bigger and bigger options every year of how those platforms look.
1: You yeah, seeing more people uh, come along to your events and to your festival and so on.
0: Yes, particularly um, with Zoom, I think that really allowed you know a great door for us to access you know we even had quarries from Canada we had people from Queensland and South Australia linking in so you know I guess that was one of the the, the great outcomes of COVID.
1: Yeah absolutely certainly Zoom is the name on everybody's lips over the last mm. number of months. How do you finance your events? That must be a constant
0: worry. Do I let out the internal groan or ah? <laughs> 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 oh, look, it's it's you know money makes well go round to some extent, um, and I guess my committee have very kindly this year said we've got to start trying to find you a bit of an income because it is a fairly consuming <laughs> uh, role to play, but in the past and currently we are still very reliant on grant um, recipients so the Geelong Community Foundation have always been extraordinarily supportive of us. Uh, we had smaller grants from places like Bendigo Bank. I've applied to NAB Bank so we don't know how we're going to go with a lot of these this year. Our Surf Coast Shire um, supports us but this year it's quite exciting because for the first year we're about to launch a patron program. So people like yourself, Jeff, for example, can you know buy into becoming a patron and patrons of course become quite special uh, in that we offer you know some extra curriculum uh, activity and acknowledgement. So outside of that, we're also looking at a corporate sponsorship uh, program. Because, you know, the reality is eventually grants run dry. Um, You can only often apply so many times. So we want to become self-sufficient. And some of our events, like the ball, we have to ticket, you know, just to cover our costs, obviously, for the food and venue.
1: Yeah, of course. And the more you have uh, that you want to do, often the more funds that you need. So the more you raise the better
0: off you are. Sure. And we're very, very focused on paying our professional uh, local performers in particular and acknowledging, you know, their expertise as artisans. Uh, And, you know, although often we have people generously donating their time, we're also about supporting small business. So we try and, you know, not only market the business that supports us, but, uh, also increase the drive to their business, obviously as well
1: yeah that's fantastic and I believe you also raised some funds to engage an event manager which you know obviously helps with design and uh, creating really interesting events
0: sure well it, it's probably more the the clever um, the cleverness of our wonderful treasurer who's actually just been uh, acknowledged as a hero in, uh, by the I think it was the actual NAB bank um, for his workers treasurer um, volunteering with us, um, but I guess our marketer um, is what's really raised our platform because as we know, a good marketer, you know, an investment in marketing is so important because people need to know what are you offering, you know. So Judith from Surf Coast uh, uh, Marketing is just doing a fantastic job and we're, we're so grateful for her presence on our committee.
1: Fantastic. Shout out to uh, Judith. Good job. Must be all in the Js, Jules and Judith. <laughs> yeah. What's your treasurer's name?
0: Ken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we That's don't have a Barbie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe we can call him Jen just to keep the Js <laughs> yeah, uh, going. The- Go on you, Ken. By well, heading in a slightly different direction for a moment, been doing amazing work and we're sort of gathering that certainly uh, from our chat. I know you don't look for accolades in what you do, but how did it feel when you were nominated for the Regional Achievement and Community Awards?
0: Oh, look, I think, you know, if if anyone receives sort of some type of acknowledgement, it's, it's, I guess, so intrinsically rewarding for me personally it's not so much about the extrinsic reward i mean of course when we get acknowledged it reaps benefits it gives so much more credibility to our our voice and our cause which we're forever grateful for but i guess you know coming from a platform of a person with lived experience i was really excited because you know it's giving voice to people with lived experience acknowledging award, because that's really what this journey has been about Um, for me, is to give back to other people, give back to the vulnerable voices, you know, provide platforms for vulnerable people to have a voice, you know. And so it was pretty exciting, I think, as myself and our committee representing all those people behind us. Uh, And really in a way, you know, you could gather one out of five Australians and put them on a stage with us when we got that award because that's what we're about, you know, the people behind us.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, you made the finals. You attended the award presentations at Flemington, the event centre VRC. That must have been a real thrill to be there with so many like-minded community champions.
0: Oh, absolutely! Any any great excuse to frock up, Jeff. Woo. <laughs> it was fantastic, and it was really nice actually. I took um, we had a few committee people, but I also took my my sister was there with me, which was really lovely. Um, and I think, you know, it was it was a really really amazing night. To think you're in a room full of people that have visions and then follow their visions and follow their passions and you know the, the creativity that was in that room was quite amazing.
1: Yeah, it is a special time. Has been uh, has being nominated, and making the finals helped out of the minds and uh, your committee and yourself in terms of your you mentioned credibility. I'm, I'm imagining that has helped you.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you go back to when you are a child and the teacher gave you a star or an elephant stamp, you know, you go, "Woo! I'm going to keep going. (laughs) I'm going for the double star next time. And I think that's, you know, um, the the reality of of passion. You know, sometimes it's having those little acknowledgements that sort of keep driving you and say "We're, we're in the right direction. You know, we've got the elephant stamp from the Australian Awards, you know. Um, So, yes, absolutely. It's really um, helped in terms of we got a little bit of press coverage as well, which I think is fantastic because, you know, I'll be very honest, sometimes, you know, the old... um, the old saying a prophet isn't always in your own backyard you know that everyone looks at but i think when moments like that happen you know people go wow this is happening in our community and we're finding now we're getting individuals approaching us to be a part of Art of the minds and that services are directed to mental health and all of that award acknowledgement has helped them tremendously
1: fantastic well that's exactly what we aim to do is to make a difference in the community, and always incredibly inspiring and satisfying to know that uh, that it works. We hear so many stories of people, organisations, businesses who have significantly benefited. So that really gives us a lot of satisfaction to keep going. And that validation of being nominated, and as you say, the credibility that it provides, is really. Uh, greatly welcomed by everybody it's not looked for but to receive a pat on the back particularly when it's least expect inspec- uh, expected is fantastic. Nominations open soon for the 2021 awards and if anybody listening would like to nominate someone or partner with us head to awardsaustralia.com we'd love to get your nominations or talk to you more about how you can become involved and of course Jules is looking for partners as well for Art of the Mind. So if you have an interest, uh, we'll get Jules' details shortly so that you can contact her to find out more about uh, all the great work that Jules is doing. Jules, what's something that we might not know about Art of the Mind's or you personally that uh, our guests or our listeners should know or be interested to know?
0: Well, I I guess one of the things is the power of lived experience storytelling. And um, I've actually written my own um, quite elaborate uh, recovery story, which if anybody wants to have a read of that, if you're incredibly bored and want to fill fill a gap in, um, it's on my website being the Anxious Bird website. It's an e-book now, but... It, it is really from my my journey that I learnt about the vulnerability, um, but the strengths that we find in vulnerability. And I think particularly looking at the high rates of suicide in Australia, that, you know, it is the dark side of our message. Um, our family was impacted by suicide two weeks ago, and even now I'll tear up, you know, with that because it hit hard, you know, Um And I think what people don't know is that for every one female that takes their life, four men take their life. Suicide is the leading cause of death for men aged 15 to 45. So we're talking about a killer illness, you know. um, And I guess what is part of what we're trying to do is to let the vulnerable voices through our festival have a platform to speak have advocates or advocates if you like speaking on behalf of of those people but very much about giving permission to be vulnerable because once that vulnerability is out you've got something to work with you know and that's often where the strengths start to to grow so i guess you know what yeah. Every event, we try where possible to have a person share a lived experience. But um, if you don't mind me keep going for a moment, we we were absolutely gobsmacked. Last year, we ran our songwriting competition, which tripled in entries. We've got the finalist event. We've got 10 performers. Three of them are chosen to sing off at the end And as the winner was about to sing, he said, this is the first time in my life I've ever sung in public. So even though he'd recorded his work, he'd done it in a studio with a safe little, you know, friend. And he said, and I'm also 265 days sober. Now, that was a story we didn't expect. And and as a result of that, he's now volunteering his time to work at an alcohol and drug service. So it's actually, you know, I guess that for us amplified what we're all about, you know, giving voice to vulnerable people that need to be heard. Fantastic.
1: What a wonderful story. And we're so sorry for your loss. It is um, tragic. Anybody that takes their lives, it's not just that person too, it's the community, the loved ones around them. So it's uh, terribly, terribly tragic. And as I say, we feel for you in passing our condolences on behalf of everybody listening. There must be times when it all gets a little too much or you are feeling a bit low. How do you help reset with, you know, in a in space that you work in? How do you bounce back and recharge yourself?
0: Well, personally, um, I guess I can speak personally and I think it's it's over the years I've learnt to be very open and frank about emotions and to to if I can't talk to people about it, I express emotions through painting or writing and I guess I encourage the committee to do that more about we, we share with each other if we're struggling. But one of the biggest things is that, as a committee, um, we very much know we have to not be the problem solvers when one of us, you know, needs a bit of support. Uh, And I think that's a challenge to everyone out in the community uh, because we often stop listening to a person when we try and fix their problems, you know, and sometimes people just need to be heard. That's enough. You know for them to just express their pain and for us to validate their pain. but I guess you know in leading a group of people that they all know if they've got something going on, you know I give them permission to step back, you know, and because life can get pretty busy and a bit a bit crazy. And outside of that we practice what we preach um i've trained up the committee as mental health first aiders there's a few new people that are going to be doing that so we're, we're, we're pretty much you know living what we speak about i guess and if all else fails we'll have a glass of red wine at the end of the day <laughs> it, it never fails
1: <laughs> no it sounds like you're doing a great job and for anybody to come to you looking for support to know that you and your team are trained really important and I think it all starts with us, as you rightly say, so beautifully say, to listen. Sometimes it's just what people need and I'm conscious always of smiling and saying hello to people and sometimes that can be just the spark that helps someone. We don't know where people are at in their lives and it's so important just to be engaging to smile and be nice. It costs nothing but it could do the world for someone could just start them on the right path again. So I I heard a saying which I absolutely love and it says, listen to hear, not to respond.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and that's really what you were saying. So uh, I certainly think that's a great quote for anybody. We do get caught up in trying to listen to what someone's saying so that we can have our answer or, you know, tell them why, We know better or Mm. or whatever it is. So, uh, Jules, you have your own story too, of course. You've been there, done that. So you really do come from a place where you understand anybody who is feeling mental stress or mental illness and pressure. Uh, how, How did you get back from maybe your dark place? And I don't personally know what that was and I don't i I'll ask you to tell us uh, if it's uncomfortable. But what's your words of inspiration for others?
0: Look, I guess, uh, I guess Jeff, and I decided to be very transparent, um, obviously, to a point with my story, um, which is, like I said, detailed in my book. But uh, I was a person that experienced some childhood trauma. I hid that for many years uh, and I slipped in and out of different types of mental illnesses, you know, eating disorder at one stage, postnatal de- depression, but I was eventually diagnosed as carrying the big backpack on my back, if you like, called post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, my, my, I guess my advice is um, to really give yourself permission to be vulnerable but I know in myself be prepared to fall over and scratch your knees a couple of times and that's okay you learn from that you know often you got to get up and go what did I do and this is where professionals are great in helping you know us understand our mind you know understand why you know what's missing um for me, it was very much about understanding the recovery model, and the centre of recovery is hope. And basically, people take their life because they give up hope that the pain's going to stop. You know, I found my hope in my faith as a Christian, that's how the model works for me. But there's definitely a model of other things that are important, like exercise, practicing mindfulness. Uh, Hanging with people that, that bring some positivity into my life, knowing when to say no, you know, there's so many other bits to it all, I guess. But I would say pr- probably one of the most important things I'm still working on and even with the Art of the Minds Festival is although we have our dreams and our goals and we're focused on that door ahead don't take your eye off the doors that are next to you that are opening that you might miss, you know, and I think that's helping me grow all the time, you know, knowing that there's other opportunities, other people, other ways that I can learn about myself and, and, and build our festival as well.
1: Yeah, no, that's so true and I think we can get caught up in our own fragility and be afraid and stay withdrawn rather than looking for opportunities but being aware of what our weaknesses are but really uh, head towards the light of our strengths. Mm -hmm. And for all of us, we need to be aware of uh, being understanding, loving, caring and empathising with people in their ways and not necessarily our ways but at the same time they are their own person and they're entitled to think differently and that's where we go wrong often. I think we all feel that people have to think the same way as I do.
0: Exactly. And, and I think you, um, I know every Sunday I do an Instagram post and I always end it with three hashtags and And you actually mentioned one of the words, but the one I end with is the most powerful and it's faith, hope and love, you know, and love goes a long way in this world, you know, but part of that is learning to love yourself for many people before loving everybody else
1: yeah well you can't love others if you don't love yourself and as a nation we're not good at that and not good at understanding that we're worthy which is so sad because um, it is a difficult thing to do you know to believe in yourself to love yourself and Mm. know that you're a good person no one's perfect of course um but same time we need to believe that and it's uh, it's such a huge head start you see that people have absolute confidence in themselves and their self-belief is so strong that they clearly love themselves or can at least feel that they are worthy and they're good enough in whatever it is they're doing and that's so important i think for mental health it's because people in my humble opinion have mental health issues because they don't believe they feel they're not worthy whatever reason that might have been uh, to start with and it compounds so um jules what's uh, what's next for you and art of the minds
0: well i guess uh i haven't really stopped since october i mean writing reports and then suddenly all the grants come out and it's like ah I think I've developed the, I'm going to call it the three B's, you know, beg, borrow or busk, (laughs) but I'm not very good at busking (laughs) to try and get money. So at the moment, I mean, the reality is that we, we, we require money, you know, to stay sustainable. I mean, that's, We've got marketers that we have to pay, but also signage, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I'm busy now. I book venues. We've got some events already lined up happening. So I guess it's really. trying to encourage people to understand that although the events are held in the surf coast in Torquay which is a fantastic can I say get away so you could come down to Torquay oh that just happens to be a ball on why don't you go to the art of the minds ball uh, so I guess it's trying to encourage you know people and particularly zoom will allow us to do this to increase our our reach to people as well
1: Jules, when is the, uh, what's that
0: date again for Out of the Minds Ball? Well, the ball is the 2nd of October. So all of our events run on, are during October, which is actually National Mental Health Month. Um, but the ball is the 2nd of October. We have women's, a women's event. But the ball's the big one this year that we're really... Um, out to try and um, foundation 61 is an alcohol and drug rehab they get no government funding they work on a shoestring budget of half pay half volunteer uh, we're about to build the women's center which is going to be fabulous um, which will be an eight bedroom so the men is 15 bedroom and established the women's is eight bedroom with two rooms that will allow young or mothers to bring their babies and young children in because that's often seen as a barrier to recovery with drugs and alcohol but by raising money at the ball we actually house people in you know these rehabilitation centres so I guess the twist is we are the charity raising for the charity uh on that evening and i can tell you the setting at the mount dunead winery is absolutely 100 stunning uh, and we have a have a big thing in stall that will be on the dance floor once again which is a secret
1: oh we all love secrets so i think uh, torquay is beautiful and the second of october to head up to torquay for a weekend away if you're in victoria or anywhere in fact that sounds like a perfect uh, little outing or evening event for the ball, Art of the Minds ball. So if any of our listeners are looking for something to do around that time, head up to Torquay. In fact, little story, we were back, we headed to Torquay. We arrived around 1pm on the dark, horrible Friday that was our lockdown in Victoria a few weeks ago <laughs> to learn that there was a lockdown happening from midnight that day, as you will know, Jules. So we spent a lovely afternoon uh, having lunch and wandering around Torquay, and then at 5.30 we headed back to Melbourne without our weekend away in Torquay, we oh. you're looking forward to. Weather. We would be allowed to drive pack, uh, without getting a fine. So, yes, but we did have a nice afternoon.
0: Okay. Oh, that's great. That's great. So we will be
1: getting um, up to talk to you again.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, people can subscribe to our events, which is probably the best way to know what's on. Um, uh, is it okay if I give our website out now? Next
1: okay, How do we connect?
0: Sure. It's artoftheminds with an S on the end.org.au. And at the bottom of the page, if you subscribe, we won't be uh, harassing you until about two months out of October. That's the reminder to say, look, if there are ticketed events, now's the time to to book in. And the ball is tables of 10. So if you've got a group of 10 doing a getaway, (laughs) otherwise you'll sit with people and make new friends, which is even better. Um, But if people subscribe, there's also, you can contact me directly via email from the website so it's artoftheminds.org.au
1: beautiful and of course any time during that month of october there will be things going on for art of the minds and that ball is on the second so all those make sure you get on to artoftheminds.org.au subscribe get all the information and keep uh, In contact with Jules and what's going on with Art of the Minds. Are you on LinkedIn, Jules?
0: Uh, Yes, yes, I'm on LinkedIn for both The Anxious Bird and um, Art of the Minds as well, so people can contact me that way. But if you feel in some way there's some other way you'd like to support us, please don't hesitate uh, to do that. Our arms are open, waiting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they are, and uh, people can find out more about how they can support or become involved via your website. Jules, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for the good work you do and uh, that of Anxious Bird, Art of the Minds and your committee. We really are inspired by your story and that of everything that you're doing as a collective. hope everybody listening has enjoyed hearing from Jules and Art of the Minds today. Thank you so much, Jules.
0: Thank you, Jeff. It's been my absolute pleasure. Uh, and thank you to Awards Australia as well for the, the many opportunities you're giving us as a committee.
1: Absolute pleasure and shout out to Regional Development Victoria and the Minister for Regional Development for making your award, of course, in 2019 and every year possible for the people of regional Victoria. Well, everybody, until next week, remember, please be kind and together we make a difference. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference? in the lives of those that make a difference for others. And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award? Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember... Together we make a difference.